What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. Greg, what do you got? So last week... You guys made fun of me for wanting to talk about the UCLA and UC, USC basketball game on Saturday. Well, we said go get Sun. That's what we right. said. I don't yes. know about right. making we, fun of you. still made fun of me. For no, I made fun of him. I'm not going to yes. lie. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Well, one broadcaster out here in, our, in L.A., one of our friends, Beto Duran, has something to say about it. Laura? Greg Berman, who's the producer at ESPN, was even all fired up for UCLA. His host didn't want to watch it. He called it. It was going to be a good game. And wow, March Madness is underway. That was on CBS 2 uh, over the weekend. So like there Coming to America 2? No, not Coming to America 2. <laughs> CBS as in Channel 2. Oh, With Jim oh. Hill. The great yes, Jim, Jim Hill. The great yes. Jim Hill. Yes. yes. So, so what do you think, LZ? What do you think huh. of that? Well, first of all, it's nice to hear uh, Beto Duran voice on our airwaves. Yes. Um, that's always a, a nice plus. Yeah. Um, and on the TV waves, too. And on the TV waves. But, yeah. you know, specifically here because we just played them. Yeah. Um, I watched the, you know, the last couple of minutes. I saw it. Uh, it was cool, but that doesn't negate my premise, which is the college basketball season is trash and there's nothing that connects one game to the next. And so overall, you're just watching a series of one-offs with no real narrative being built. Right. At least in the tournament, because they're going to do a bubble, like, you right. know, in theory, you're going to get the games that you want to see. But right. to your point, the regular season has been just really not as disjointed as college football was because there's way less games. Right. Um, but but still, I'm with you. Like, it, this college basketball season has been one the one I've seen the least of right. in a long, long, long time. Well, let me just say one thing to Beto Duran, Manos de Piedras himself. Um uh, <laughs> You know, it was really a great shout-out to Bergman. But, you know, I think that what happens is is now the head just expands. You know what I mean? It's like, listen oh, to them yeah. talk about me. I'm Mr. Super <laughs> Sports Fan. I'm the guy who's really analytical on the show. Now, it turns out that if you're a huge USC or UCLA fan, you probably were sitting around watching that game, and it was a spectacular finish with USC hitting a buzzer-beating three-point shot, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but in the middle of the day on Saturday, I mean, I just wasn't making my entire day around it, and I saw the last play, and I feel like I know everything that happened in the game. Right. I'm That's good. all you needed to see is the I'm last good. play. Right. I'm with you on that. Greg, what did that feel like as a UCLA fan? It's just so rough because it's been happening so a lot recently. It happened um, up in, I think it was Stanford, where they allowed a guy to go right down the middle of the lane by himself with zero seconds left and score and Oof. win. It happened yeah. last week against Oregon. It happened the week before against Colorado. They're just falling apart at the end of games, and it's very, very, very frustrating. And yeah. you turned out sundial, sundown, mm -hmm. sun time, yeah. just to what? Be frustrated. To be upset. Be Charlie be Brown sad. again yeah. with Lucy. Yeah, yeah, again. They, Take my they, ball. They, that's exactly what they are. The <laughs> UCLA Bruins are Lucy, and you but, are Charlie Brown. But no, I will say this is. though: it's true. That shot was big time. Yeah. It was a great. He, shot. he wasn't wide open. It wasn't a lack of defense. It was a hell of a shot. Yeah. It was. It was. Right. It was guy, a hell of a shot. Guy in front of his on, face. He was on the baseline for more than five seconds. It was a bad call. Oh, look at you, course, always you know, finding the refs. You know, the referees really blame them. Sure, it is. I told you to take <laughs> yeah. your ass outside. Yeah. The, the, the game <laughs> was officiated by NBA refs. It's the refs' fault. Right. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. All right, that's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good time. So before I get to my um, – or I'm sorry, before I get to Trevor Bauer, here's my dream interview. And then I ask Laura and Greg real quick, and then we can get to Trevor Bauer. Um, so I also have Howard Stern. And the reason I have Howard Stern is because he's already interviewed one of these people that I'm connecting. Conan O'Brien, which I think is one of the greatest interviews he ever did because they talked about the insanity of getting the Tonight Show, Jay Leno leaving, and then getting the boot from the Tonight Show because Jay Leno's 10 o'clock venture didn't work out and he wanted back in the chair, right? Or, that, or NBC Man, wanted him back in the that's chair. That's hard for me to think that's going to be a, a $17 million Oh, I, I, LZ, I think people who, like, first of all, that's when talk shows at late night shows were still late night shows. No, no, no. Uh, I, get, I get that particular time period. It's just that so much time has passed, and Jay has been in the media so much since then. The anticipation of what do they have to say, 
I think has dissipated a little bit. In the room together? Oh man, I I I would want to watch it because I I look, I remember that, and it was man one of the biggest stories on the planet for a long time while all that was unfolding. You know, so I, I just think that you can go. I, I just think as someone who remembers that time and what that story was like, and remembering those guys being in the chair at times when people were still watching. Uh, far more than they're watching now, because now right. you can just watch YouTube clips of Jimmy Fallon or you know uh, whoever, basically. You know what I'm saying, Jimmy Kimmel. Um, back then, people were watching those shows still. So I'm like, with LZ, I, I, though. I don't see this as a 17 million person. Okay. You know, I, I don't see this as Oprah with the royal family that's about to make some some serious accusations um, and have an entire country, two countries really, maybe even the world, talking about it. Today, I mean, I'm interested. I mean, it sounds very entertaining to me. I'm very interested. 17 million? No, maybe like 16.9, maybe. 16.9. So anyway, so there's that. Um, Laura, what do you got? So you had me stumped, but I went with Stern, Howard Stern, and uh, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. But then I thought, what if I replace Stern and put LeBron James in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, Stern would not be able to I think you get Jordan and LeBron off. in the room together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stern could not do the interview for us. Not not that no. interview because he'd be like, I don't even know who you guys are. Like Michael, I've heard of you. But yes. Who are you? Like he has no sports. Yeah, he's not a sports whatsoever. guy. Yeah. So, but those two, yes. So I would say like a sports person. Hmm. I just I just replaced him with LeBron. I was like, he can mess something up right there. That could be – I mean, it's so weird because I think a lot of us thought that, um, you know, like the last dance was going to do bigger numbers than what it did. Right. And – I mean, it did good numbers, though. It, Seven it, million it averaged I mean, every week. I mean, that's that's fine. But Yeah. When you I mean, that's, about, that, that's pretty you, high for a non-game, though. But when you think about who Michael Jordan was right. and who he still is, right. that number's really low. Yeah. yeah, but it's but I I wonder like how many episodes w- was that the last dance was it ten? No, I don't uh, think it was that many. It just seemed like it like I I had to watch it like as if it was Game of Thrones, where I was ready to watch every Sunday night and I was willing to sit ten episodes. There were ten episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I wonder now what the numbers are now that it's gone. But again, I think we're talking about one interview. We're talking about like right. one. Yeah. Event on right. television yeah. that could that could get close to what Oprah did last night, which, by the right. way, we're all thinking was a lot. Seventeen million people watching on a Sunday night, um, but apparently that's not th- those numbers are not even that big anyway. Well, seventeen is big now in t- today's day and age on 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 a Sunday night. But I guess old school numbers. There, no, uh, no, but oh, we got way right. more options now. I mean, yeah, LZ right. was looking at a list right of. The like, top 10 interviews or whatever of all time. And what did Michael Jackson do? Michael did like almost 67 million. With Oprah, right. With Oprah. But that was a long time ago now. <laughs> that was but, like, we were just, we just had regular cable back then, I feel like. Yeah, but even now, like when you look at the top 10 list, like the numbers that we're talking about for today wouldn't make the top 10 list. No, for sure. For sure. There's you know, more but, options but the, now. But there is a thing that they all have in common. What's that? Which is... The personality. It's not even the interviewer. It really is the personality in the story. Yeah. You know, David Frost, no one thinks of him as like one of the greatest interviewers of all time. I'm sure he's perfectly fine. But it was really he got Richard Nixon to talk. Correct. So it's the person. Monica Lewinsky. Barbara Walters did the interview, but I'm pretty sure you probably could have gotten Scott Kaplan to do the interview with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. The well, very I'll first tell you interview, this. And I that bet would have you, done great numbers. I bet you right now, Steve really have- Mason is out there in his house watching that, watching that show yesterday. And I know Mace. He's out there going, I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I could get $17 million if you gave me the Royals. Mason, I know you. I know you're out there saying you could have done $17 million with well, the Royals. Well, just think about this, though. We thought $17 million sounded like a lot until you start to hear, like, Oprah and Michael Jackson doing $70 million, which yeah. gets back to my point earlier on. Um, LZ had a, a great counter to it, which was that the world needs to know about this. My whole point was I just don't think many people in America – are that into the Royals. Now, there are a group of people... No, you're that, wrong. That, you're, you're wrong. I, I think that nobody's no, you're wrong, really Scott. into the, it. The, the numbers are literally telling you you're wrong. 
Oh no, there's <laughs> like, there's the seventeen wedding, million people that are like, interested. No, no, no. The wedding itself I know. had bunkers numbers when she Did got it? married. I don't remember. Yes. But yeah, Those, I believe her it. wedding yeah. got bunkers numbers. Princess Diana's Diana's wedding's got, got bunkers numbers. I, remember, yeah, people, people, I, I so, can remember Diana getting married and my mother literally like making her whole day. I know <laughs> other people that when the, same that, thing that, happened that, when Meghan Markle. Yeah, I know right, women had right, parties. Right, they had parties, and I'm like, why you keep saying women? This like there weren't any men watching that damn thing. I, well, I didn't. So. To me, I'm, this is, my, I guess, my point, LZ, is like, oh, my God, like, I'm so not into this. I'm so uninterested in them. I can't stand the fact that there's still royalty in 2021, and yet Oprah can get 17 million people to watch this. Right. I would be much more interested in Michael Jackson. I will say this. I, I was very interested in watching Trevor Bauer uh, pitch with one eyeball uh, this weekend. Now, <laughs> It's funny because Michael Wilbon on PTI, who we love, uh, and I know this because I was watching it, but Clinton Yates also texted to me because he's not necessarily the huge, the biggest Bauer guy either. Uh, and Michael said this today on PTI, Trevor Bauer's now a guy I want to see pitch, not a guy I want to hear. And Clinton was like his thoughts uh, as well. And I'm like, I like my athletes to be wrestling characters. Uh, I loved the, I like the guys with personality, T.O. and Randy Moss. I remember defending them tooth and nail. Uh, when Randy mooned people in Green Bay, allegedly, not really mooned them, but like fake mooned them and Joe Buck went crazy. Um, and 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 T.O. doing the star thing. Like, I like the theatrics of sports, okay? Michael Irvin was big with that stuff too. Chad Johnson, whatever. But, like, so I'm good with Trevor Bauer doing the one-eye thing and trolling the San Diego Padres. Like, give me more of that. Like, I'm good with – if you want to troll some people – Troll the team that you're facing. As long as you're getting them out, like, I'm good with that. Baseball needs storylines like this, in my opinion. I actually love this also. Um, it's a spring training game, right? So I'm going to just mess around in a spring training game, and I'm going to close my eye, and then I'm going to strike somebody out, and then I'm going to point to my eye, and I'm going to go do an interview, and I'm going to say something like, hey, um, if I can get him out with one eye, I'll definitely be able to get him out with both eyes. Right, um, right. By the way, if you're a hitter, and you're in the batter's box, and he's closing his one eye. You're like, yo, man, I know you're throwing like 90, and it could hit my head any minute. Could you open your other eye, please, dude? <laughs> That's but, true. I didn't think of that part but, of the but, equation. But here's, yeah. here's the la my last thought on this. Good for Trevor Bauer for this reason. Because baseball needs this kind of stuff. And if young yeah. guys with swag are going to hit bomb home runs and flip their bats, then let guys talk. Let there be drama between teams. And I hope that go. this year Dodgers and Padres – as Justin Turner said, 19 World Series games, I hope it turns into that kind of rivalry. LZ, I, I, I miss the days of mm -hmm. uh, an alleged, alleged is the key word, uh, Roger Clemens on perhaps some performance-enhancing drugs, uh, you know, throwing his bat at Mike Piazza, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't like him hitting him in the head, but the bat thing, like, I – like, that stuff, to Scott's point, like, I, I like that where they're jawing at each other, going at each other. Baseball has missed on a lot of personality. Now, some of that LZ is self-inflicted from Major League Baseball, but uh, they, they don't sell personalities as well as the other sports. They do not. And it's just one of a few reasons why baseball's numbers continue to sag in comparison to basketball and football anyway. Uh, I, I, would, I would say, though, that there's also has been a shift in the force culturally. Yeah. Um, as well, look, they're pushing Tatis right now. As the, well, as I was, I was, I was going to yeah. say that yeah. as they are beginning to embrace more and more of the Latin culture, yeah. you are going to eventually see more personality. I hope so. And, and, and I want to applaud, um, my third tier boo, um, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Third tier now, huh? Yeah. yeah, he's third tier. Well, he didn't sign with us, so I had to knock him down yeah. a few knocks. And he's not Alex Smith. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's first tier. Boo that's right that's there. goat conversation. You don't mm -hmm. you don't introduce rookies with goats conversations, George. That's, <laughs> the, but but the point is, is that he was the first white guy that I thought really challenged things um, with his rhetoric in terms of what baseball was doing, how it right. was doing. He did, and and I applauded him for that mm -hmm. because. When minorities say that, it's easy to ignore. Yeah. But when the white people start saying it, then other white people start listening. And that's just kind of been the way of the world with a lot of things. But I'm glad he did with the baseball because it got the conversation going in a different perspective. And as more and more personalities are beginning to be, 
you know, showcased in the sport, I think baseball is going to find that it actually isn't anything wrong with people knowing who your players are. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, like, that's a good thing. Yes, yeah. to your That's point. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. 877-710-ESPN yeah. if you want to hop aboard. 877-710-3776. We still need Greg's suggestion on the interview, the dream interview oh, panel. We already know we'll who that. he's going to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Cat <laughs> Von D. Cat Von D. Uh, yeah. Being interviewed uh, by the ink pen or something like that. Also, I'm going to need the audience's help here on something that I witnessed over the weekend. I So if you are out there, I'm going to need you to call in in a minute. But you got to listen to what I am going to call you out for, okay? Not call you out or call for you. Um, because I witnessed something in this city that I was just like, I can't do that, you know? And it's not an L.A.-specific thing. It's just there was something that happened that just made me go, no, can't do it. We'll tell you what that is in two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Still funny the second time. <laughs> I watched golf this weekend, too. I never watch golf. Oh. For some reason, I watch golf. I don't know I, how. I never, watch, I never watch golf either, but I did see the highlight of Bry- Bryson DeChambeau and that 380-yard drive that he had, or he did yeah. it twice, I guess. Got, Yo, he, he, that he guy is exactly what golf needs. He's basically like a more-mannered Billy um, uh, Happy Gilmore. Like, well, I love him. Yeah, and, and he afterwards, like, he comes right off the green. And I'm like, why am I watching this? I never watch golf unless it's, you know, like a big tournament or something. Right. And he comes off the, the green, and he says, this is exactly what he says. He goes, you know what? He goes, it's been really emotional because Tiger sent me a text this morning, and he tells this story about how Tiger sent him this encouraging text about today and winning this tournament and everything. And, it was, and he was, like, almost started to cry uh, wow. about That's Tiger cool. sending him, you know, encouragement. It was kind of cool. That is cool. That is cool. Hey, coming up in a little bit, we've got some Laker news, some reports out there. We'll have that for you in a second. But real quick, so mm-hmm. I was driving in Torrance on Saturday, and I was going to go get a racket for my kid right at the Delamo Mall because we, we started – she wanted to learn to play tennis, so we did like a group tennis lesson with a bunch of little kids. It's pretty fun to watch six-year-olds do anything, really, um, especially try to play sports. is always pretty hilarious. But um, so we're driving – and I'm on Hawthorne, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, there's a lot of traffic coming up here on the right-hand side. What is going on? You know, I'm like, Did, was there like an accident, like a fender bender? Like maybe somebody bumped into somebody, and everybody's just, it just happened, right? So I'm driving, and then I'm pulling up, and I'm driving past it. And this backup on this right lane is going for like easily half or maybe three-quarters, hell, maybe even a mile. Um <laughs> It's a lot of blocks. And I was like, what is happening here? So I finally get to the front of it, and I look, and there's this parking lot filled with cars. And I drive past it, and I'm like, it's a Raising Cane's, um, those, that chicken tender place that opened there. This and I guess it's the first us. weekend. This is why they hate us. And, and, right. <laughs> and it's like, I was like, yo, you got to really want those chicken, wi- or chicken uh, fingers. To wait that damn line. That's a mile. Now, granted, I was one of the idiots that did it for Popeyes. But even then, like, it wasn't this long. Like, I'm telling you, it was, you know, outside the, the drive through maybe around the corner. But, you know, whatever. Maybe like 10 cars sticking out when I did it. This was no joke. I'm talking about from the, the, the minute you pull in to the drive through area, which is you're in the back of that line. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there's got to be at least 40 or 50 cars. Oh, and I'm like, what in the hell? Like, at the very least, maybe more. And, and, and I just, so I tweeted it out, LZ, and I said, I was like, yo, they just opened up this Raising Cane's by my house, and the drive through line goes back for almost a mile. Like, are those chicken fingers that good? And it got like 1.3 million impressions. So people were into this conversation. So I wanted to bring it to the table here. Like, LZ, there's no way you're waiting in a line that long for, for chicken fingers, right? 
I don't wait in that line for much of anything. Mm-hmm. Right. To be to be quite honest with you. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think in terms of food. I think we waited in line maybe I don't wanna underestimate I, I, I would say maximum maybe twenty minutes for Popeyes. Right. When when we left the station, went down on Fig to the nearest Popeyes to grab the chicken sandwich. That was about a twenty minute wait before we actually had our food, which was you know, kinda long for a quote unquote fast food place. But the notion of like what you are describing for some fast food, no, dog. That, no. That's yeah. not how I'm no. wired. Captain, that's a no for me, dog, as well. So listen, sometimes you ever need like an In and Out burger? You're like, I, I've made up my mind. In and Out is a long ass line. Yes. Okay, so I'm now, so now the problem is you've made up your mind. I'm yeah. having this. There's the In and Out. I'm pulling in, and then you get in, and you're like, wow. I mean, this is going to take some time here. I'm deep. I'm way deep. But you're telling me. 40, 50 cars, I mean, if it's 15, 20, but I'm really committed to the project, okay, maybe even then it's a complete inconvenience for everybody involved, not just right. me. No, I, I, I can't even, like, I don't do in it, well, generally speaking, I don't eat in and out anyway, but there is no way I'm sending, I'm waiting in line that long for a hamburger in a fast yeah, food joint. Yeah, right. I, I'm with totally you. Right Greg, <laughs> totally Greg right Laura, let, let, Greg, start with you. Yeah, I'm not waiting in line that long for anything except for a Kat Von D. Autograph, buddy. God. Oh, Laura. Autograph. Yeah, autograph. Okay. Laura. Yeah, hell no. I tried uh, raising canes. Not even that good. Pass. Major. Hard pass. Okay. That's. I mean, that's what I thought. But anyway, that's the question, though. The question really is: Is raising canes good enough to wait an exceptionally long amount of time? No. And I asked my kids because I saw your tweet, George, and my my daughter who's eighteen. She was like, "Oh, hell yeah." And I'm like, um, okay, hell no, not in that line, but right. you say it's that good, huh? Yeah, the people love the sauce apparently, but I'm like, well, then that, that doesn't say much about the chicken wings or the chicken no. fingers, but anyway. Hey, by the way, shout out to John Gossi here who uh, reminded me that I teased something a while back about LeBron and Blake Griffin and we didn't get to it. So let's do that here real quick. Um, I did promise that. And so here's the deal with Blake. Let me ask you, LZ, I'll start with mm-hmm. you. He goes to the Nets, it's official now. Yep. Does it, does it even matter? Do you think he can make at least a little bit of a difference? Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, a motivated six-time All-Star who uh, has actually expanded his offensive game a little bit and is still, you know, a pretty strong guy underneath. Yeah, I think that makes that helps him. Uh, how many minutes he plays, you know, who knows how Steve Nash decides to utilize him. But, yeah, I think it's a nice pickup. I just don't – it's not what the Lakers needed. Um but it, it clearly is something that the Clippers felt that they needed to have. But I'll tell you this. If we get Andre Drummond, I would much rather have Andre Drummond than Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, Scott. Right? Like, that's, yeah. there's no debate on that. I mean, Andre Drummond is, is what we've been talking about, which is the need for a big body. You know, the, the question becomes his availability, his, his price tag, whatever the case may be. Um, but for me... Blake Griffin is still young enough that if he gets to the right environment, he's around the right players and, and feels like he's a part of something, then yeah, I feel like Blake could probably still be a contributor. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, I, I think that part of something thing is gone. Well, no, I think a contributor though. I, well, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just saying one, what happened to him with the, with the Clippers, I think has permanently scarred this notion that he's part of something. Yeah, I, I perhaps think, I think perhaps. that has shifted his worldview in that, and that he's it's about himself and about winning a championship, perhaps for himself as a member of a team, but not part of something. He's not perhaps. falling for that okie doke of it's you know you're part of something big. No, he's a mercenary now. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'm or, saying like if you look at a guy like Carmelo Anthony who late in his career finds a role. We talked about Dwight Howard last year who said, I'll, I'll take on this role. David Price, we were talking about this earlier. Hey, I'll come out of the bullpen if you need me. I'm saying when I say be part of something like, like you're now a piece of a puzzle that is headed towards making a run towards a championship. You want to fit in? You want to help? You want to contribute? Great. We think you can actually help. But uh, as far as you know, him being so important that he would be more important than their big three, I think he's a complimentary piece, nice piece to have. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, let me about LeBron. Um, so this this doesn't have to be a big, quick. This is a quick discussion because I, mm-hmm. I found it interesting the way it was covered. So in the pregame before the All Star game, he was asked about getting the vaccine, 
And because LeBron, as we all know, is unbelievably honest, probably the most honest athlete we've ever had at that star level, you know, in any sport, he just he, – he decided to pass on the question basically. Like he said, nah, you know, it's a private matter. You know, we'll just we'll handle that internally or whatever he said. Um, and people were like, whoa, that's weird because he felt LZ out of character because LeBron is so open to talking about everything. But we do need to understand there are boundaries, right? Like we do – these people have private lives and we should respect that part of it too. Yeah, just because you're honest doesn't mean you're transparent. Right. <laughs> you know, you can still have things that you keep to yourself. Like right. LeBron, where are you going to play next year? <laughs> you know? Right, things, right, right. Things, yeah. things, things like that. But, you know, I, I feel that sometimes we forget – during this era of a global health pandemic, that your individual health is still a personal decision. It's a personal choice still. Um, Now, I know a lot of people are going, well, what are you trying to say? Well, what I'm trying to say is this. He ain't got to tell you what he's doing with his health. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. There's no obligation for him to tell you what he should be doing with his body. Yep. None. Um, okay, let me just take the other side, though, okay? so well, which, which, which side could it possibly be besides your personal health doesn't have to be personal? Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. I look at LeBron, and I think of him as being a leader. And I think that that we are pretty much encouraging people to get the vaccination because the more people who get it... Um, the less we eventually have to really worry about this. And so I guess on one hand, if he were to go out there and say, hey, everybody, you know, it's a really good idea. I'm going to do it. Then that would encourage people who are skeptical. Now, by the way, let me just say something. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who is um, absolutely swears he's not getting it. And I'm like, you know, man, look, I know you're young. I know you're healthy. I'm still young and healthy. I'm, I haven't gotten it. I haven't shown up at a drugstore at 6.59 when they're going to close at 7 and hope there's some leftovers. Like, I haven't done that. Um, but this notion that you're not going to get it, well, i got to do a bunch of research. Well, i got a bunch of buddies of mine who are doctors, and they all just put it in their arm. So, I mean, listen, I get it. It's personal. You, can, you don't have to tell people what you're doing with your body. That is completely fair. I got it. I just look at LeBron as a leader, a community leader, and if we're going to get the world back, he's got such a voice and such a platform for leadership that, uh, but listen, maybe he doesn't think he's going to get it, get vaccinated. Maybe he doesn't believe in it. Or maybe he already got it. Maybe he already got it and he doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe the reason why he doesn't want to talk about it because there are follow-up questions that he doesn't care to answer. So I don't know why he didn't, go out and give a direct answer, but he doesn't need to. Nobody right. asked Tom Brady, yeah. you know, if he was planning on getting vaccinated. Right. It, yeah. You know, he's so, so I don't know. And he's a leader, you yeah. know, in fact, we couldn't stop talking about what a great leader he was. Right. Cap. Yeah. Greatest leader of all time. Right. Yeah. Remember you yes. said that? Yes. Fair Remember? enough. No, no, no one else can but, parachute on any team and decide to make them a championship <laughs> but, winner. But, but let There's me make no leader greater than Tom Brady. So you why, ready? why isn't make, Tom Brady talking about it? Let me make one distinction. You ready? Okay. Quickly. Cause we got to go. There's a leader of the football team. And there's a leader of a community. I look at LeBron as a leader in a community. I look at Tom Brady as just a leader on a football team. That's how much more I think of LeBron's leadership. Okay. In the real world. By the way, this portion of the show, interestingly enough, presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person go. at a time. So look how that worked out. All right. Coming up next, we play Big Deal or No Deal. And then in the last segment, we'll take some of your calls. Uh, we've got a plenty of stuff still here that we got to get to, including. Uh, <laughs> a tweet by a former Ram that had me going, hmm. All right, we'll get to that coming up. We're back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
All right, back for Big Deal or No Deal. And I promise there will be nothing to do with Kat Von D. In this. <laughs> I promise. All right, we're going to start off with ULZ. Papa John founder John Schnatter was on an interview, and he said that hey, he's Greg, been working. Hey, Greg, can you, yes. can you get closer to your mic? I feel like you yeah, sound I'm like, far I'm away. I'm like, I can't hear you. far away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You now you, How about you now? go. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Papa John founder John Schnatter was on an interview, and he said that he's been working for the last 20 months to get the N-word out of his v- vocabulary. LZ, Wait, is this who? a big deal or not? The Papa, Papa John, John guy. The, the Papa, Papa John, John guy. guy. What's his name? Papa John what? John Schnatter. Schnatter. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, yes. yes, I looked it up before oh, all of this. All right. uh, LZ, is this a big deal or no deal? <laughs> Which part, Greg? <laughs> all of it. Because I feel like you're trolling me now. Yeah. Hey, I man, like, he tried feel, for 20 months, LZ. I, feel, I, feel like, I, I, I just feel like you're trolling me. I'm, I mean, come on. Man, when I saw that headline, I'm like, Really? You said that like, out loud? What I'm the just, hell is I'm wrong with like, you? Are you that stupid? Like, we I'm knew just, you were stupid because you used the word. I mean, first of all, it ain't your damn word to use, okay? Don't give me this. I hate this nonsense of, because the excuse is, oh, music. No, man, that ain't your word to use, okay? So don't give me that you've been ch- trying to get out of your vocabulary for 20 months. Good Lord. I doubt his was, it was the music that's got me. I doubt that's his. I'm, I'm sure his is no, not but about he, the music. I think he used that as one of his excuses, oh, goodness, I think, please. the first time around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to let those two handle it, Greg, because we're trying to stay PG. We're all owned by Disney, and I have some words that may not necessarily go over well. All right, okay, let me, fair. Then, then let me jump in. <laughs> then, then let me say something about this. First of all, this guy, Papa John, is a Papa Putz, okay? He's, he's always been a complete and utter goofball, all right? He's always been a complete media whore. He wants everybody, look at me, look at me. Let me wear my dumb red shirt, tuck it in, go on TV commercials, and, and show you guys uh, the, uh, my pizza. Better products, better pizza, whatever it is. Um, listen, this guy, I thought he went away. I thought he was canceled. I thought we'd gotten rid of this guy. I thought he was gone. This is what he's back with? I mean, this is so dumb, so yeah. stupid. Agreed. All right, what's next? Ooh, we got music now. On to the Ooh. next one. Go ahead, Gregory. <laughs> I like that one. All right, so Daryl Morey on Saturday was using something called tokenized tweets on all of his tweets to uh, basically it archives all of your tweets onto a blockchain to be worth something later on. Oh, come on. For real? Yeah, for real. Go look at his Twitter. Go to at Daryl Morey and go down to his out. Saturday, and you'll see that he was tokenizing all of his tweets. So I was going to ask you, George, is this a big deal or no deal? Well, listen, everything's – okay, so I was going to tell this story. I can tell it later. Um, but, you know, I, I started exploring the NBA Top Shot stuff today. I'm like, mm, this Zion thing looks interesting, and I saw one of them sold for four grand, and I can buy this one for 400 and, you know, if I get the four grand, Like, I, look, if someone wants to buy my tweets, LZ, <laughs> they could have them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I – you know, I'm good with that. Like, you know, if, if you want to tokenize my tweet about raising canes then uh, and pay me, you know, some money for the tweet, go ahead. It's such a weird thing. Um, I have two passages slash statements that I've done, written about, that have become like every year, like around Pride or so, they get retweeted and reused by like magazines and other leaders and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes they have my name on it. Sometimes it says anonymous. And I go, I, ultimately, I don't care as long as the thought is, is you know, being registered. That's all I ultimately really care about. But now that I see people are monetizing stuff, yeah, I may start caring. <laughs> That's care. what I'm saying. Sh- no, no, you should care. Listen to me. Yes. When, George, when George tells the story from earlier that he puts out this tweet about raising canes and then he goes and he looks to see what the analytics are and he finds out that there's a million impressions of some kind, right? Um, you think to yourself, wait a second. So look, I like Twitter because I get to build my brand on Twitter. I get to create more followers. That creates value for someone like me. Okay. But everything I do on that platform, they monetize and I don't. The person who's responding doesn't. And eventually it will all move that way that the content creator himself will get paid. And ultimately, I believe that the person whose attention is being utilized will also ultimately receive something uh, because really it's all been platform centric. It's not been user centric. So don't get me started on this topic. But you already started. Oh, you're right. You you're go. right. My oh, bad. Oh, Might be. Yeah. <laughs> 
What's next, Greg? What's next? So, you know, we've been talking a lot about coming to America, and I found out that the lavish palace that they were showing there is actually a mansion that belongs to one of the cast members. And it was belonged to Rick Ross. That is actually yeah, yeah, belonged yeah. to Rick Ross. Is this a big deal or no deal? Cap, you can do this one. Uh, it's no deal. It's, it's no deal of any kind. Um, I think that I had uh, heard him say that he had gotten paid uh, several million dollars for lots of different movies that have, have used that property. Um, and I don't even know if he still owns it or not. But um, listen, as far as coming to America, let me tell you something. Somebody sent me a tweet earlier and said, you know, you mentioned that the Soul Glow guy was not in the sh- was not in the movie. Eric and neither, LaSalle, yes. Neither Eric LaSalle, neither was Body by Jake. Jake Steinfeld, the original cab driver, and there was a cab driver in this. Uh, but also, someone mentioned Samuel L. Jackson. Remember Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, that's character? right. He was the guy robbing the McDowells. Yeah. Right. Um, and they. Oh, and who was the kid? You ready? Who was the kid getting a haircut in the barbershop? Also Cuba Gooding not. Jr. There you go. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not in the film. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because it's important that the narrative of black wealth is illustrated in its fullest. And real estate acquisition is by far the easiest way for any American to build wealth. And so anytime little bits of trinkets like this are sent out there where people are able to think about building wealth in a different way. It's important. And it's a very, very good thing because we have a huge amount of financial literacy in this, in this country in general. And when it comes to minorities specifically, so anytime you see a brother like Rick Ross doing the damn things from a financial aspect that involves real estate, that can inspire other people to think about think building wealth in the same way. So it's a huge deal. I'm going to say big deal as well because it's Rick Ross, the boss. That's why. You know, enough said, I feel like. You know, you guys, uh, you know, that, that's just it. Like, he's I a boss. I said no man. deal because I didn't know. I mean, that was the way you said it. You're like, hey, did you know that it was actually somebody's? I was like, no, I didn't. Yeah. All right. I like what you're saying, LZ. I think you're right. All right. Let's go uh, one more, Greg. All right, I thought this was a weird story. So the Pittsburgh Penguins Does laughed. Does have Kat Von D in it or no? No, no, no Kat Von D in this one. The Pittsburgh Penguins were had pictures of their fans in the stands, and they were Photoshopping masks onto their fans <laughs> in the Twitter <laughs> post. <laughs> LZ, is this a big deal or no deal? Wait, what? Yeah, explain this again. So they so, put fans, fake fans in the stands, and then on their pictures, you said, Greg, they no, they were real fans. They were real fans, and they, but some of the fans had their mask below their. Below oh, their you're mouth. saying they took a real picture with real fans who were in the stands, and then they photoshopped the masks on them to make it look like everybody was wearing masks. Yes, exactly. Ooh, okay. Ugh. <sighs> Man. You got to go back to the beginning of this for me. You're going to have to just double up here for me one okay. more time, okay? Because I, I feel like I'm missing something uh, here. Okay, it, it, there was a hockey game in Pittsburgh, yeah. right? Allegedly, right? Um, I, I with Greg, I, I, you know, who were they playing? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Okay, whatever. Are you sure it was in Pittsburgh? All right, yes, I don't want to defame positive. Pittsburgh if yes. it's not them. But Thank according you. to Greg, it was in Pittsburgh. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm removing myself from that equation because <laughs> yes. I don't want Pittsburgh people all mad at Throw me. Throw him underneath the bus the same part where he threw Laura. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. This, Games are gonna I'm, piss off I'm, all the Pittsburghers. See, I'm not. I'm not throwing them under the bus. I am distancing myself. Is what I'm doing. That's different. All right. So there's so, a hockey game in Pittsburgh. Go ahead. All right. Hockey game in Pittsburgh where there were real fans. Some in the stands not wearing a mask. So mm-hmm. when they took a picture of it for their social media and it showed fans in the stands, they photoshopped masks on them mm-hmm. instead of showing the real photograph of people. Some people not wearing masks at the game. And hmm. that's why I was disgusted because I'm just like, like photoshopping masks on a people in the pictures is not going to stop the spread of the virus. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you want to send a good message, right. but a better message would have kicked their asses out of the the, the space for not vi- for not paying attention to the rules you Correct. set in place. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I would say big deal because um, of that. It just feels icky that they did that a little bit. Just kind of like. Eh. Like, well, you can imagine, you can imagine they all like took these pictures like, hey, take your mask off so you're smiling. So then everybody takes their mask down, right? And they're like, hey, I'm going to post this. Oh, no, 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 don't post it because I don't want people to see me out and about 
close to you without a mask. So then it's like, oh, I'm going to take my time and energy and I'm going to go Photoshop masks onto all my friends' faces, which, you know, I don't even have the technical capabilities of doing that. So for me, that would be a very big deal. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for big deal or no deal. 877-710 if you want to get in. 877-710-3776. So some reports about the Lakers making some big moves potentially. Focus on the word big. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute and 15 seconds. Sedano, I'll see you cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Is it 644 in the evening? It is. Oh, my God. This show has flown by, dude. Flown by. No doubt about it. Absolutely. It's been a fun show. Um, We had a lot of fun at Greg's expense. Speaking of Greg, before we get to this Lakers report that's out there, uh, a big report, focus and emphasis on the word big. Uh, Greg, we were talking earlier about pairings, right? Like just pairings that uh, like an interview dream pairing after Oprah and the Royals. And also, I don't think we got, did we get your uh, Muhammad Ali uh, Frazier anniversary pick too? Like no, I asked people. A, there's a few of them. We didn't get to a lot of those. It's okay. Yeah. I just was curious because we were doing, a th- you know, Ali Frazier was 50 years ago today and it was just kind of like uh, a sporting event you could have, you'd love to have been at even though you weren't born, right? Before you were born. I think he uh, just got me... us all caught up in this whole fondue thing earlier. Yeah, you did. That changed the whole show after yeah, that. that. Like so, everything got off the rails there. <laughs> yeah. after that. Well, that was who my pairing was. I, there was a huge, there was a, a Wait a second. That was together. Now, are you trolling yeah. me? Like your, your pairing is font is uh, now I'm going to call her the wrong name. Kat Von D <laughs> and who? Yes. And Nikki Six, Nikki Six, and Kat Von D from Motley Crue. <laughs> yes, remember he was a, he was an interviewer. He That's your was? dream interview. <laughs> and you think it's going to get twenty million viewers? <laughs> Jesus. You had two and a half hours to come up with a pairing, and that's what you came up with? <laughs> Nikki Six. I mean, at least at, at least if you would have told us Vince Tommy Neal. Lee. I mean, Tommy Lee got something for everybody to, you know, kind of. Right, you know, right. Tommy at. Lee is famous. Yes. You know? No, no, he's a crazy person. Nikki Six is actually a, a real interviewer. So you put him together with his ex girlfriend of Kat Von D, that's just mm. madness. Oh, they dated? Around. Oh, yeah, for a long time. Absolutely. So she was no, almost Cat Von Six? <laughs> Von D6. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Von D6? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You're getting dangerously close to mashing those two words together, bro. Because... <laughs> you may want to yeah, pause careful. between careful. those letters. Careful. Careful. Great job. Great Cat call. Von D. Breath. Six. six. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I didn't know Kat Von D that was, that was dated. Mine. I didn't know, but I do know this: that uh, again, like I said, Tommy Lee is is more than just a, a musician. I mean, he's he's quite an entertainer, and uh, that goes back to my old school VHS days of stuff that we had laying around the house. But Nikki Six and uh, Von D doesn't sound like it's going to come close to <laughs> yeah, seventeen million. I, I agree. I agree with those you got. You had hours, dude. You had hours to come up with a parry. <laughs> I'm not surprised though. Come on. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to the phones. Eric is in L.A. What's up, Eric? Eric. What's up, E? You there? Eric right, on once. He's not there. Twice. It's really quite a shame because, you know, he's Gone. probably sitting on the other end of the phone going, hello? 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 Yeah, he I'm probably sorry, is. You're right. He Unfortunately. Let, let, let me go to AJ and Brea. AJ, what's up? What? I'm here. <laughs> uh, AJ, you're going to have to lower your radio and, and let's, get, let's get in the game here, babe. Let's do it. Let's do a go beautiful ahead, thing. What's up? Okay, just Hello? like that. Just are, like are we that. not? Are we actually not doing callers today? <laughs> Am I getting I trolled know. again? I, I heard someone say I'm here, and <laughs> yes. then he was gone. But all right, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Greg, Greg, man, good lord. Do we do we need an intervention? Uh, maybe a little bit, but if you want to know my my sporting event, I would probably go to the 1955 World Series with Dodgers versus Yankees when the Dodgers beat the World the Yankees for the first time. There you go. That's a good. That's one. a good one. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So, so LZ, Mm -hmm. you have been clamoring for a big man for the Lakers. Basically, since the (laughs) offseason. Like, like this wasn't like a recent phenomenon (laughs) for you. And Mark Stein, our pal from the New York Mm -hmm. Times, former ESPN colleague, once a colleague, always a colleague, um, has reported that the Lakers clearly have interest in Andre Drummond if he is bought out. The Cavs clearly will be looking to try to trade him, but he makes $28 million, and teams aren't giving up first-rounders all that easy. 
anymore. So I I want to see, I hope there's mutual interest because I do think if you're Drummond, to your point, if you're watching th- this team at all, you have to say to yourself, I can do the job that they're missing. Because remember, Drummond was actually considered like a baby Dwight back in the day. Yep. No, no, listen, Andre Drummond is is 27 years old, I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just talking about getting him for a championship run. I'm talking about getting him. Mm-hmm. Like, Just not at 28 a, million moving forward. No, just not at 28 million right now, but right. getting him in with the intentions of keeping him for the duration. Mm-hmm. Like, he is unique. Correct. And while he is limited on offense, there's no doubt about it, um, a point guard of LeBron James's ability will maximize him. And even mm-hmm. with his limited ability, I mm-hmm. do believe he's averaged a double-double like what, the last five or six seasons basically? Mm-hmm. Like he still finds ways to score either off the offensive glass, pick and roll sets, and every now and then he can do a move if you throw the rock to him. Right. So it's like he's not just someone – that will be good for us right now. He is just someone who will be good for this Lakers franchise, which is why I'm so high on getting him. Because once he gets in through the door and starts sipping a little champagne after years of trolling away in Detroit and then Cleveland, he ain't going nowhere. Damn, I just realized that he did play just in Detroit and Cleveland. That's a rough stretch. Yeah, he don't even know what 500 looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you would think that if you're a kid like him, that first and foremost, it's like, okay, where can I win? Okay, great. Now, where do I want to go? Okay, who's there? Well, I want to go to L.A. I want to play in a Laker jersey. I want to rock it with LeBron. I want to be there to help AD. I want to play in the Staples Center, and I want to help try and win a championship. Um, to me, right now, it, it's just sort of shaping up, at least on paper, to what everybody is hoping it will be, which will be the Nets and the Lakers. But it, I say shaping up, it means that Drummond would have to come to the Lakers. And it would also mean that Anthony Davis has to be healthy late in the season. Um, but, man, that would be just so awesome to see these two teams on a collision course. Yeah, the thing that I love about it, George and Cap, is that it returns us back to being that complete team. Mm-hmm. The kind of team that you can't out big and you can't out small ball. Right. Right now – you know, especially with AD being out, we can't outdo anybody doing anything. Correct. And that's the reason why we have the slide that we do. But once yeah. AD is back and he's healthy, and if we can acquire Andre Drummond, we're too big for you and we're too small for you. <laughs> yeah. Because AD's a cheat code. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I Let actually me go to H- think that what you said, though, real quick, um, LZ was thinking about it not just this year. Thinking about a player who could be part of the future. And by the mm-hmm. way, with Anthony Davis's injury history, it'd be nice to have another big body on this team. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think there's any question about that. Let me grab Adrian in Fullerton. Adrian, what's up? Hey, uh, I'm with you on the Raising Canes. I had it twice, and I don't get the hype, especially how bland it is. And if I had to be somewhere, I would have to see the 100 points. Thanks. Okay, cool. The 100 point game would 100 be great. The 100 point game would um, be great. But where you the- can verify to make sure it happened. Yeah, right, because everyone just like kind of – Yeah, figures that's the case. So people have been tweeting me um, about this Raising Cane's conversation. And Dennis tweets and says, Them soggy bleep tenders ain't that good, fam. Uh, L-M-A-O. Garrett tweets and says, It's about the experience. Experience of what? Sitting in line for that long? Hell no. about the experience? It's not a sit-down boutique. Restaurant. Yeah. It's fast food chicken it's tenders. It's fast food chicken tenders. Yeah. Uh, C. Wood tweets and says, I saw that too. Constant traffic jam on Hawthorne now. Uh, he asked Mason if he's going to DoorDash that place. <laughs> I can see Mason doing that. Mason loves himself just some junk food. He is all about it. Um, and Starfish and Coffee says, I've waited that long in line for Raising Cane's, and I have no regrets. I mean, look, you're a better man than me. You know, all that traffic, mm-hmm. man. Let me tell you something. I drove last night. From uh, from Beverly Hills to Solana Beach, I stopped at LAX and dropped somebody off. And dude, I made it in an hour forty. There is no traffic. It was a cruise. I mean, it was right. eighty-five miles an hour, boom, the entire way. Right. No traffic, going or coming. And I know it's Sunday, but you know how it goes, especially on the four hundred five right near the airport. Like it can always be Ooh, crazy. My gosh, nothing, man. Really, nothing. 
just just you saying that made like my hairs and my arms stick up. <laughs> Four or five near the airport around what what anytime yeah. just yeah. makes me nervous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Laura, you, you wanted to say something. The only fast food that it would be okay to wait in that long a line, almost a mile, is who? In and out. Anything else is a sin. <laughs> In-N-Out. Man, not even for In-N-Out. There have been some times where I've driven past In-N-Out, and I'm like, maybe I'll stop. And then I'll look. I'm like, nah, not this time. Uh, I can't do it. It's actually easier in terms of time to go to the store, get a half a pound of ground beef, buy a grill, put it together. (laughs) Use an Allen wrench. Use the Allen wrench, which everybody (laughs) hates, but they keep making things that we need it for. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Make the burger. Bake the bun, yeah. grow the tomatoes. Grow the tomatoes. Yes, yes, grow them. And you might come in a hair or two over what it would have taken to wait for In-N-Out burgers. Yeah, I'll say this, though. I have done this with In-N-Out because I do love me some In-N-Out. Um, I have I've tested this theory at some locations, and it works, where I'll see how long the line is, but I'll be like, how many people are inside? Mm-hmm. The going. So I look, and there's way less people inside. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, you know, I don't care about staying in my car. I'll just get off for a minute. Yep. Now this is pre-COVID, obviously. No, uh, but it's but, that one, that one in like uh, off the freeway uh, in Laguna Niguel, like right off the freeway. You're like, I'm going there. See, but once you've gotten off the freeway, and once you've made the commitment, yeah, once you get, get in the line, it's like being on a line for a roller coaster. You're like, you yeah. know what? I'm in it. I'm in it. That's it. Yeah, I'm not going just anywhere. Get off. Yeah, get off. By the way, um. As I was going to Raising Cane's, I popped in because um, I had to wait uh, at the to get a racket um, made for my kid. And I decided to walk around the mall, and I went to the Tesla store because I'm like, oh, let me just check out the Teslas. Uh, you know, it's like the, the kid in me where I'm like, ooh, I'm going to see the cars. So I went over there, and shout out to one of the guys, the sales reps there at Tesla, Cordell, uh, who is a big fan of the show. So shout I wanted to shout him out real quick. He listens to the show. He loves the show. He listens every day. He said he even called us the other day, guys, and he got a little nervous. I forgot. He said one of the goofy things we were talking about. I don't. It doesn't. I don't remember right now. But he, I'm like, yo, man, you don't have to be nervous calling us. We're good. Like, you know. I mean, we may clown you occasionally, but you know, it's all good. You don't have to be nervous. You got to act like you're just on the phone, and you got to think in your mind. You know, yeah, I know there's millions of people listening, but I'm just talking. To Sedano, LZ, and Cap. It's just the four of us. Right. Bergman may chime in. Here comes Laura. But you got to forget about the millions of people that could potentially be listening to you. And then, you know, if you just choke, dude, I yeah. mean, it's just, it's bad. Yeah. The millions part probably doesn't help the cause there, Kaplan. No, that's true. I know. But, yeah. you know, I'm just saying, you got to get, you got to block that out, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Cordell. I just wanted to shout Cordell out real quick. Because uh, he was very nice, and he really does listen. Like, he was he was giving me stuff we were talking about during the week. And I was like, man, you really do listen. I like it. Um, well, and awesome. I may get a Tesla. Not, not right now. I mean, I'm still in the lease. But, you know, eventually. <laughs> so, there you go. I don't, I don't get it. I Which don't part? Are, are they a sponsor? I want to know. Tesla? No. Yeah. No, no. Before Morales hits me up and starts saying. No, no, no. Saying, no, yeah, no okay. We got one minute, though, before we got to go. I, I don't get it. The, the fascinations with them. Um but you know, I, I guess they look cool. But I know everybody loves them. But I'm they're just kind of like, I'm just like, oh, okay. they're fast for an electric car for oh, sure. No, no, they're fast for any motorized vehicle or non-motorized vehicle. Faster Dude, than my mini? Not probably not that fast. I mean, let's not okay. get crazy here. You know, right. you get that mini, you pull up to the line, and there's a you know the Ferrari right next to you. You rev it up in that mini, and you go <laughs> you go show them who's boss, LZ. Dude, my, my mini says 180. What you got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is about the technology in those cars, though. You know what I mean? Like the Teslas. That's what yeah, you're Yeah, like the karaoke for. machine is really cool. And, right. And no, not have to pay gas, right? Like there's yeah. that. You, if, yeah, especially if you have a solar setup, like you're good, you know? You get the there's plug. the whoopee cushion for the people in the back that you can. They drive you, too. That's right. Especially on the highway. You can get it, actually. Eventually, we could drive you everywhere, eventually. So. I'm not really All right, we're done Jetsons here. Yet. Yeah. LZ Granderson, excellent work as always. Great work with you, brother. Uh, Cap, excellent work as always. Hey, so much love to our entire squad and all the 710 listeners. We're back tomorrow. Yeah, Greg and Laura, great job. Thank you guys for tuning in, calling in. We will be back tomorrow at 355. See you.